Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. So we initially uh, recorded what we thought was going to be about a half an hour's worth of stuff for this episode um, that would be a readdressing of the topic we had with Eli, with Thomas from Atheistically Speaking. We uh, instead recorded about an hour and a half, which I edited down any redundant things to about an hour and 15 minutes. There's no good way to cut this up. There's no good way to take this and turn it into two episodes, etc. I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to just release this and I'm not even going to release it on the regular schedule. I'm going to release it right away. And it's just going to be a bonus episode. Uh, it's not episode 264. We say it's 264 at the beginning. It's not 264. Um, we are just releasing it as a bonus episode. Um, as, and I don't want to say rebuttal because I think that we're still in agreement with what Eli has to say for some, on some of the issues, but it is a correction episode. Uh, on what Eli had to say on episode 262. So if you listen to episode 262 and you still had questions or you had concerns about what was going on there, uh, this episode addresses a lot of those concerns. We went through our email and took what we thought was the most, uh, most of the people's concerns about what was going on. And we tried to address some of those. Uh, we also did the research on, uh, on some of the things that Eli said, and we, we make corrections in this episode. So this is really a correction episode and also a discussion episode with Thomas to talk about how we feel and how we think Eli feels about these things, the, the trigger, space, trigger warning, safe spaces, uh, and the, uh, the incident at Yale. That being said, uh, we welcome any kind of uh, conversation with Eli in the future. We're not, uh, we're not trying to do this as a way to um, say things about uh, what Eli had said in some way where he can't respond. We're more than willing to uh, meet up with Eli on, say, Atheistically Speaking or in any other forum that he wants to talk to us about this. We are not going to run away from conversation at any point. Um, we really do think that we're probably on the same side as Eli on this. And we actually think a lot of people who listen to our show are on a very similar side. Uh, so it, it, just listen to this and see what you think. This is a complex issue and uh, and it's something that we spent a lot of time on. So we hope you enjoy the podcast. There will be a podcast on Monday, a brand new show. This is not coming out in, in replacement for that. This is just a supplemental show that has to do with 262. Without further ado, here's the recording we had with Thomas from Atheistically Speaking. All right. So, Thomas, you are recording, right? I am 100% recording. All right. I just want to be yeah. really sure about that. We've been burned in the I past. I, I, referenced <laughs> that, I referenced that earlier, and you guys didn't react. I said, like, I'm definitely recording, and no, you didn't react. So. He, he was recording. Yeah. It's just fucking borked. And that's Audacity's hey, fault. Hey, hey, as somebody who has experienced a pain or trauma... I feel like this is my safe space, <laughs> and I'm looking for a trigger warning before this right. fucks up. You're yeah. looking for it. I understand. Recording from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical. It's political. And there is 
No welcome, Matt. This is episode 264 of Cognitive Dissonance. And you know why I know that? Because Cecil is gesturing I'm so- the four sign at me. Now I'm telling you to throw a curveball. Like, t- <laughs> Give me a curveball. As we do it, we are joined by Thomas from Atheistically Speaking, Comedy Shoeshine, and Thomas in the Bible. Anything else? Uh, no, that's good. Did I did I miss anything? Okay, good. All right, all right. Yeah. Um, and cereal. Cereal. <laughs> <laughs> the esteemed host yeah. of cereal. Yeah, I played uh, uh, a side. <laughs> I played uh, uh, Adnan and cereal. Well, speaking of, oh geez, not this, not this. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't you? No, I was. What I was just gonna say was, well, speaking of, uh, you know. Differences, controversies, and story. Good point. I was going to say, we we had Eli on last time, and you had Eli on. They're looking for a serial season two, right? Because I think we got it for him. This is it. Yeah, this (laughs) is is, is the both versions of the show. It, it is it is taken up certainly like fours of hours of our time. So. <laughs> yeah, is that a th- I feel like that's a, a numerical value. So we want to talk to you about you. You just had Eli Bosnick on. You talked about virtually the same topic we talked about, which was safe spaces, trigger warnings, and what went on at Yale. And what we would like to do is talk to you about your impressions of what you had a conversation because we had essentially the same conversation. So we'd like to talk to you about your impressions of that. But first, before we get into that, we have a couple of things that we want to do. And the first thing we want to do, we want to start off the show with correcting some of the things that Eli said last time. Now, Eli had, to his credit, before we posted our show, sent us a private message. And he said to us, hey, just so you know, I conflated a few things on your show that weren't actually uh, correct. So, and he gave us a list of those things. We tried to list those last time, um, and there were some some factual errors in what he had to say. So, I want to get the factual errors out of the way, and then we can talk about the meat and the substance of his argument and decide whether or not we agree or disagree. Right? Okay. I also have a disclaimer I want to give. Let me know when when I when I have any time for that. Uh, tomorrow would be good. Okay. Yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. No, so, go, same, go ahead and give place? a disclaimer on our show. Same, same time? No, yeah. I have to I have to give it. <laughs> Should I show up here tomorrow then? You won't be here. Okay. <laughs> I'm barely here yeah. today. It's very true. <laughs> Shit. So let me let me let me burn through these real quick. Sure. Just a couple of things that that uh, that were incorrectly reported. First, his claim that the uh, the email was sent by a student group called the I-R-H-C. The IRHC, which I guess would be the Inner Residence Hall Council. That's what I came up with. That is not the case. The email that the person was responding to yep. was sent not by a student group, but by a senior leadership group at Yale. Yep. So it was not sent by so – it was not student-to-student communication. It, and it even wasn't professor-to-student communication there's deans on this board. Right. It's the uh, Intercultural Affairs Committee that sent this email out. I think even the president of the university, if I'm not mistaken, well, might have been on there. Definitively, but I, 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 a dean not. is yes. on there, yeah. and I know that directors of institutes at Yale are right. on that on that on that committee. So it is not the uh, the power dynamic that he explained. So the power dynamic that he explained was to us, and I think he explained the same power dynamic to you, Thomas, is mm-hmm. that there was an email exchange. From student to students, the students, uh, the, 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 the professor then got in on it and said, hey, guys, 
Uh, back in my day, we didn't, you know, we did, we had thicker skin, et cetera. Right, right. I think and, if you allow me to hyperbolize just, just because Eli would and because I love him, I think what he said was <laughs> something like there was a huddled group of students in a dorm saying like, guys, please don't wear black. And then a teacher kicked in the door came and said, <laughs> no, you will not control what we wear. And that, that was... That was my best Eli impression of that what was, he was. I like that. I like that. Great, terrible job. No, to be fair, yeah. totally teasing. You're right. He he said it was a student. So in any case, um, it is not the power dynamic that he described. So the power dynamic that he described was was teacher to student sort of chiding. Instead, the email that that we are going to read later on that email was actually uh, it was a professor talking to. Pretty much the senior leadership at Yale saying, why don't we let these kids figure it out on their own? So it's a very different, I think, a very different. Yep. Totally uh, changes it. Very different. It's, it's huge. It's, it, it turns it all on its head, in my opinion. Secondly, um, the, the, the letter was written by his wife, Erica, not by Nicholas. Right. And 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 that I know he had said on your show your show that there was they were back and forth that they penned it together or something maybe that's true maybe no, that's not true. No, she merely but quoted him on, at the end of the letter, and that's why it was kind of directed at both of them. Yeah. So right. so in any case, Erica penned the letter. Also, um, the party that was reported uh, was alleged on Facebook. So that was just alleged. The Katrina mm-hmm. party, the, the party that they said no white girls, no, that was, was yeah, alleged. It's not a Katri- and Katrina party. That, no, I, no. And, okay. I wanna, and I want to nope. point out another, another inconsistency too. Um, he had said, um, he had used the Alabama Missouri game or something like that, or Alabama uh, Louisiana, Louisiana game, right? game yeah. where they said, let's finish what Katrina started. Yeah, Louisiana probably needed to be involved <laughs> that... for that to make sense. <laughs> the, uh, the, the banner that he was referring to happened a full week after Halloween. Right, so November it happened 6th. in November 6th. That right. banner appeared on November 6th. Now, if they were referring to something that happened at Yale – Two years ago, that may or may not be the case, but it doesn't seem likely. It doesn't seem likely that they're referring to some racist party that happened there. In fact, that let's finish what Katrina started was a full week after Halloween, which was two or three weeks after this occurred. And again, I, not I, at Yale, right? Or am I not at Yale? Not no, at, no, yeah, no yeah. not at okay. Yale. Seemed, yeah, but it, this, see, this he seemed, seem it seemed like he conflated the two things. Yeah, so yeah. I wanted to bring that up and just clarify to people that the timeline is wrong for all that. I also want to point out that, that I couldn't find anything that suggested that uh, Nicholas uh, Christ Tacos, the guy who is um, <laughs> cornered. Those are the best ones, admittedly. The, the Christ, Christ tacos. tacos are really oh, good. Yeah. 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 yeah, blood of the lamb right when in you, there. You know how you can tell they're yeah. Christ Tacos, right? Like when you look on the tortilla, it's got the Virgin Mary on them. No, that, that, there's a giant hole in it. It leaks all over your hand. <laughs> yeah. To learn he's actually Mexican makes it really different, too. <laughs> If his last name is Christ Tacos. It's, it's actually, so racist. A, a, what? A Nicholas Christ Tacos is just a Euro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, But I couldn't find anything that, that suggested that he uh, turned away students. Closed office could, hours. Or closed office hours. Me neither. In fact, I, I found only the opposite. I found... Um, I found him being magnanimous in his tweet after the fact with the student that confronted him saying, let's not judge people by one bad incident. I'm paraphrasing. Um, I did find from an Atlantic article 
um, him saying like, hey, I'd, I'd love to talk to anybody that wants to have a discussion with me. You can basically come to my house on campus for dinner wow. with me and my wife. We'll have Christ so tacos. I, I, yeah, a lot. I mean, they were serving Christ tacos. Yeah. So there was, I mean, who wouldn't And go? a guacamole. <laughs> so, yeah. so I didn't find I didn't find the same. I'm unwilling to have a conversation. I need to be cornered in the quad and screamed at right, sort of right. dynamic. Right. I I did not find anything like that in in my searching around in verifying the information. Well, yeah, not only could I not find that, like you said, I could not find anything on him refusing office hours. I actually went and watched the videos, and if you watch, the dude is is being as receptive as you can imagine. It is he is really trying to listen to to the to the students. Um, and I I really I will make this as quick as I can, but I gotta just. Make a, a bit of a disclaimer here. I found Eli to be nothing but the most courteous person and very, um, very careful about talking about and to people that don't get to respond. He's very careful about that. And so I, I informed him that I'm coming on the show to talk about our recordings and all that. And I just want to point out that I will give Eli any chance he wants to respond to anything we say on Sounds my show yeah. because yeah. I, I do not want this at all to be like, oh, I couldn't say things to him when he was on the show, but I'm going to say yeah. a bunch of things. Now, what happened? Well, I, I got to tell you. I, let me interrupt really quickly. Sure, I just want to sure. say this really quickly. We got a lot of flack for that, too. A lot of people said, why didn't you push back on the facts with this? Why didn't you push back on the facts? That's not how you have a conversation with someone. I've never been in a conversation <laughs> with someone and been like, hold on, let me Google that. Yeah, I've never yeah. done that. I'll never do that. We were having a conversation with him. He had comments to make. We listened to his comments and we presumed that he was, he was, he was, and accurate. it's not, it was, and he was accurate. Right. It's not, we're not saying that he's lying. We're not saying that he's purposefully misleading people. We've gotten tons of people, not tons of people, but certain people have said that. Like he's lying. He's outright lying or he's outright, outright trying to like manipulate the position. I list, I talked to that guy for four hours straight the other day. <laughs> not the feeling I get from and, and I did not get any kind of feeling like that. In fact, the absolute opposite, what he did was say, if I'm wrong, Please Correct. tell me exactly. I'm wrong. Exactly. Let's have a conversation. He is not. He's. I know for one hundred percent fact. He's happy to be having exactly. a conversation with someone about it. Right. I totally agree. And I think a similar happen thing happened with me. I can say that I was very surprised about the claim about a Katrina party. That that seemed absolutely outlandish to me that that would happen. But I, I acknowledge. Okay, that's a possibility. Uh, it looks like it. It really did not happen. It, it, certainly not at Yale. Uh, and, and I couldn't find anything. No, that, I, looked, that's outrageous. I looked hard. Yeah, I mean, I just don't think that in this day and age in America, I mean, it's possible, but really that 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 university officials wouldn't respond to that, and we wouldn't yeah. hear about it. And yeah, here's why I don't think it happened, Thomas. And and I'm I'm not again, I'm not saying like Eli was wrong. Eli, I think got a bad source, and here's why I yeah. think so. The reason why I think so is Alabama or whoever the fuck it was was playing against. Louisiana, and they had a sign yep. that said, uh, "We finish what Katrina started." A week after all this happened, right? They had a sign that said that. In my opinion, that's not a racist sign. What that is is schools versus schools, states versus states. It's 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 tasteless. It's a it's 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 in. No, I don't want to say tasteless. It's in bad taste. I kind of think I'm like okay, whatever. I've even made Katrina jokes on the right. show, so I don't find it, I don't find it particularly offensive. So I don't think it's that big a deal in my opinion. But in any case, the the fact is is that that was hyper reported, and right, that was right. in my opinion not 
based on race. Right. Could you imagine having a Katrina party somewhere and it not being re- – I can't imagine it not being reported it, would be, it wouldn't be just yeah. hidden in some, like, backwater forum. It, it on, sounds on, like yeah. it would be well, all over. Okay. And, and I agree This is you, where like, we need to delve deep into the psychology of frat guys. Look, they just want to get laid. They're not yeah. going <laughs> to jeopardize that. They're not going to jeopardize that by closing off a segment of the population, of the female, <laughs> I, I, yeah, of the female like, population. I, I, I got to tell it. you, like, when I read the thing, like, no black girls, it's, yeah. a lot, it's like, I, know. I can see it saying no sober girls. Yeah. Now, <laughs> you know? That's, you know, that's entirely, uh, I, I would be like, well, all right. No girls know, with date rape me. fingernail yeah. paint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 no, the sign read, no girls with discriminating taste. That's what it, yeah. and so they, yeah. They mistook yeah. that. Yeah. These guys, these guys all want to experience the chocolate rain. That's you know what I mean? Like, who are we kidding? You know? Oh my god! It, frat guys, I knew I was not a frat guy because I would never be a part of a group that would have other people as a member. Um, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. Uh, I, <laughs> but I, the, the, my experience with frat guys in college is, oh my, they anything that looked remotely sure. female that sure. would be let in. There's no. <laughs> It's, gonna, it, it, it's yeah. Come on, yeah. who you crapping? Yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing. Like I'm kind of with you, see. So like, as far as like, when I know the context of like the Bama versus Louisiana sign, like let's finish what Katrina started. They're saying we're gonna fuck you up. That's yeah. it's the yeah. hyperbole. It's, yeah. it's it's like when somebody's like, I'm gonna fuck your mother and come in her mouth, and it's like, no, you're not, man. You come right on her belly like yeah. everybody else. I mean, <laughs> fuck you. That's hyperbole. That's hyperbole. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. don't believe you for a minute. No okay, man so- would really come in your mom's mouth. <laughs> now, uh, so I, I have to. Sorry, real quick. You just have last more. thing you have I was going to say, um, because you, I, I was going to say something similar to what you did. So I was very blown away by those facts. I pushed back a little bit, but I want to say that um, I went into the conversation thinking that I, I was expecting something else. Like I was expecting we were going to talk philosophically about certain things. It turned out we were going to talk very, very fact-based about certain things that uh, that he had a totally different version of facts. And so I honestly, I, I didn't know to expect that. So naturally, I wasn't 100% ready to respond to facts that I've just never heard of. Um, yeah. So similar to like you said, so I'm going to respond. I have a bunch of responses now. <laughs> now that I've had time to, <laughs> to research and digest the claims that he's making, I have a ton of responses, but I just want to overemphasize that I really want Eli to participate. I don't want to shut out his voice. I'm 100% happy to have him on my show again. I, I don't. It's very important to me that I, I make clear that I, I don't mean this as any sort of back, you know, going behind his back thing. I just think it's right. It's no, going to be useful for like us. To, to yeah. T- and yeah. the thing is, I got a message. I got a private message from him today that with that that he said he welcomed this. He's happy to cool. hear. Yeah, good. Good. This to hear. sort of thing. So what Eli does, okay, here's the thing about Eli. I also have to say, I think he's the funniest fucking person alive. Like, I I love... I, seriously, he's like my comedic idol. I, I really. That's all right. We're here. I mean, yeah, no, I'm no. Here. I, I wanted to make sure to emphasize that in front of you that he's funnier than you. He is a hundred times funnier than you or I or or us together and our our dads. You know, like he's just he's just. My dad is so not funny. <laughs> my dad's dead, motherfucker. Uh, Why don't you give me a trigger warning? <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Uh, no, he he's I really and I really feel that way. I've said it a billion times on and off the record, not that it makes a difference, but I I he really is just my favorite. And so what he does is he does t- take things and hyperbolize a bit like I do, like we all do, but I think he's v- so good at it 
that it's like really effective, you know? And when he talks about the letter that uh, the the wife, what's her name? Christ Tacos. <laughs> Christ Tacos. Is it, is it Marie yeah. or something? I can't remember. Her name's, her name's Erica. Erica. Oh, Erica. Sorry, I'm totally wrong. Uh, or Erica. 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 Erica Christ Tacos. <laughs> Erica Christ Tacos. <laughs> yeah, she reeks of Christ Tacos. I get it. And, uh, <laughs> I reek of Christ Tacos. Um, anyway, her letter could not be more courteous. I mean, he, oh, he right characterized there. I'm right there with it, you, man. He characterized oh. it as like, you know, she's like, man, come on, this is terrible. <laughs> no, if you he read calls it the trollish. Yeah, he, yeah. Calls, he calls it trollish a lot. And, and we're going to read the letter in its entirety, okay, I think. Okay, if you're going to read the I, I'll I'll stop talking then if you're going to read it because it, That's kind of what we're driving It's at. incredible. Stop <laughs> I'll hang up. I'm just, I'm not, okay. I've made my points. <laughs> I'm not invested in this, you fuckers. <laughs> uh, uh, that's all that's I want. Awesome. I, I, there's probably other things, but yeah, the, yeah. the fact that he, he really did uh, I really think he had the wrong idea of a lot of that stuff. I, I, I don't want to say why. And I, I also don't think we need to assign motives to anything, which a lot of listeners are doing of my show, too. We, I, he's not some evil person trying out to, like, ruin no. your free speech. He just – he I think, like you said, he had got a bad source, maybe went down the wrong path on a lot of this factual stuff, and then it colored his perception of it. And, I think I yeah. think that it, it absolutely did, because I think when I think about the letter in the sense that it's it's senior leadership sending that to students and then a, a professor instead, like you say, the letter isn't trollish. Not it, at all. it says one thing in it that could be construed as trollish, which is look away. Right. She says mm-hmm. in the letter, if you don't like something, look away or confront it. She says something to that effect. And the fact is, is like we look away all the time. We do this every day in our daily lives. You know, somebody pisses us off, you know, cuts in front of us in line. How many people confront that person? You know, how many people are confronting the people that make you mad or make you uncomfortable? You know, when uh, when somebody is like, you know, asking you for money on the street or somebody's clearly crazy. I live in downtown Chicago and I run into like 70 crazy people a day. Oh, like there's like iPhone, like, there's, like, dude, like I run into iPhone a, headphones. Like, iPhone headphones are the greatest thing to ever happen to me because I have them in my ears 100% of the day. Yeah. I, it's it, they're not even listening to anything. Like it yeah. just just so that people see like, "Hey, man, oh, I can't okay. You can't talk listening. to that guy. <laughs> I actually only I will only talk to people if I plug the headphones into them. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you shove it down their throat when yeah. you want it. It totally yeah. works. The, the thing is is like like uh the other thing too is we turn away I turn away on the internet all the time, right? If I go to Reddit and uh, and I look at a link and it says, like, not safe for life. I don't click the link. I turn away from or I If I open it, I turn away from it really quickly and shut it. If it just says not safe for work because I want to see the boobies. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, <laughs> not safe for work. Well, fuck it. I want to see titties. Oh, that's a guy's penis cut in half. Oh, fuck. God. You know what I mean? Well, and then yeah. you're like, you know, so I turn away all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't I don't I don't castigate the person who put something like that up and say, you know, why'd you put a guy with his fucking half a dick cut off and what the fuck? You know what I mean? Like, well, because it's fucking our what the fuck and that's what we put up here, you know? So the fact is, is like, I feel like you know, we turn away all the time. And so people are focusing on this particular turn of phrase, which is if you don't like it, don't look at it. But the fact is, is like they're just explaining reality. And if you're if you're so sensitive that you can't expect that someone's going to tell you what's real, then I I mean, I don't know. Um, I do feel a little uncomfortable with this part of what you're saying, because 
I don't want to be the white guy who's saying, hey, people of color, just look I away. understand you know? that. And, and I understand what I wanted that, to say about the letter is no matter what, it, whether you ultimately agree with it, it was not trollish. And you're going to read it. You'll see. I'll, I'll go ahead and just, uh, yeah, go ahead and read it now. Uh, this is the email that went out from, from senior leadership at Yale to the students. It said, dear Yale students, the end of October is quickly approaching, and along with the falling leaves and cooler nights come the Halloween celebrations on our campus and in our community. These celebrations provide opportunities for students to socialize as well as make positive contributions to our community and the New Haven community as a whole. Some upcoming events include shit we don't care about. However, <laughs> Halloween is I'm also unfortunately those. a time when the normal thoughtfulness and sensitivity of most Yale students can sometimes be forgotten, and some poor decisions can be made, including wearing feathered headdresses, turbans, wearing war paint, or modifying skin tone, or wearing blackface or redface. These same issues and examples of cultural appropriation and or misrepresentation are increasingly surfacing with representations of Asians and Latinos. Yale is a community that values free expression as well as inclusivity. And while students, undergraduate and graduate, definitely have a right to express themselves, we would hope that people would actively avoid those circumstances that threaten our sense of community or disrespects, alienates, or ridicules segments of our population based on race, nationality, religious belief, or gender expression. The culturally unaware or insensitive choices made by some members of our community in the past have not just been directed toward a cultural group, but have impacted religious beliefs, Native American, indigenous people, socioeconomic strata, Asians, Hispanic, Latino, women, Muslims, etc. In many cases, the student wearing the costume is not intended to offend, but their actions or lack of forethought have sent a far greater message than any apology could after the fact. There is growing national concern on campuses everywhere about these issues, and we, may, and we encourage Yale students to take the time to consider their costumes and the impact it may have. So if you're planning to dress up for Halloween or will be attending any social gatherings planned for the weekend, please ask yourself these questions before deciding upon your costume choice. And then ask some very basic sort of questions I don't think we need to go over. Yeah, I'll just read the, read the questions real quick. Are you wearing yeah. a funny costume? What's the humor based on? Are you wearing a historical costume? Does it basically have misinformation in it? Are you wearing a cultural costume that actually has jokes like about people or stereotypes? And are you wearing a religious costume that basically can mess up with someone's deeply held faith? And then it gives uh, a resource of uh, shitty costumes that are old and irrelevant. Yeah, the funny thing is, is that that Pinterest page is three years old that they that they list, and the Pinterest page has like, "Don't go dressed as Bane or dead Amy Winehouse." And I'm just like, <laughs> Amy Winehouse has been dead for a real long time. Right. Literally, no one is mourning Amy Winehouse anymore. <laughs> Nobody. Even Amy Winehouse's parents don't care anymore. <laughs> They're just like, eh, whatever. What did you say, Bane? What is that? Yeah, I don't know that for if you click on that link and if you I go tried, to the costumes a... to avoid um it it says uh, there's a there's one that says um it says fad costumes to avoid and one of them is Snooky, one of them is no shit Romney's wife. Okay, that tells you how long ago that was. Daenerys eating a heart from Game of Thrones and what? Bane. Yeah, that's like that. But the thing is, like, like it was made by like some student organization. It's like costumes to avoid. Now, there's a few links in here that are, you're like, okay, I get. You know, you shouldn't. I guess go dressed in a hajib. Although I don't think that that's. I. I mean, I. I don't know. I don't find offense in it, but I'm not. Yeah. I, that's not my culture. So I don't. I don't know what that feels like. Right. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna judge what that feels like. Um, but. Fucking! If somebody goes as a dead Amy Winehouse, I think that's hilarious. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't care if it's insensitive or if somebody's gonna boohoo all over their boohoo's. If you're going as dead Amy Winehouse, that's glorious. Dude, in my you opinion, you showed up 
to my Halloween party as Dead Cecil the Lion. I did. I tried to dress up as Dead Cecil the Lion. <laughs> and it was fucking funny. It's funny because it's a fucking, it's a dead carcass. Who yeah. cares? I just want to say after reading this letter, I'm fucking pumped about not going as anything for Halloween. Like, what do you, I mean, it, look, seriously. I, okay. Historical costume. If it's meant to be historical, does it further misinformation or historical and cultural inaccurate? Like, when is this such a big fucking deal? You're just putting when on I, a thing. It's really when amazing. I was seven. To me. I went as Yosemite Sam, and I had a huge cowboy hat that was totally inaccurate. <laughs> that is. That is. You offensive. actually have to show up. The only historical costume allowable is if you're like a fucking <laughs> Civil, War, Civil War reenactor <laughs> guy, like where you sewed your own buttons and shit, and like, oh, it's made of real herringbone, right? Oh, I, no. I killed the herring myself. I did. You have to go as an entire hardcore history episode. In order to get like the, the I want to go as I want to go as Ghost the Osprey, so I could go as six million dead people. <laughs> what are you but, going at? I'm going as a road paved with corpses. Yeah. That's what I'm going as. That's oh, happy Halloween! Uh, and I was talking to Cecil about this earlier. Like, you know what's particularly funny is like all of these things are offensive, right? Like all these. Oh my god, he dresses him. Whatever. And that's, that's, I'm so offended, but you could show up like, what are you? Well, I'm a psychotic madman murdering people. Oh, whatever. Yeah, that's Well, that's fine. a real thing, yeah. and people really get murdered, <laughs> right? Like, like it's not like, uh, it's not like nobody gets murdered in America. Yeah. That's not, people fucking get murdered all the time. Can you imagine if you're like, I mean, legitimately, like, I knew a guy, I worked with a guy, rather, whose son was murdered by just some fucking crazy dude. Well, that's fucking like, hilarious. Well, yeah, no, but thanks. I like, that's the whole point, right? Like, yeah. ever, ever since then, that guy's like, every time I turn on TV or watch a movie, like, murder is a topic for entertainment. And he's like, I yeah. just don't find it funny anymore. But somehow that doesn't make the list. Nope. They're like, oh, cover yourself in blood. It's fine. Yeah. It's not like, I don't know, 14 people died in San Bernardino yesterday. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, that's not culturally insensitive well, at and all. The larger theme for me with this stuff is, and, and I don't want to say I totally disagree with it. I think this email's fine. I honestly don't really have a big problem with it. One word, uh, one little phrase that I thought was interesting is, have not, here, I'll read it, have not just been directed toward a cultural group, but have impacted religious beliefs. What does that mean? It, you're, you can't you're, dress as the Amish, I guess. Like, yeah. you can't show up. No, no. Like, said, if you don't have zippers on your clothes. or insensitive choices have impacted religious beliefs. What is that? Somebody, somebody probably dressed up as, like, Christ on a cross or something. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, somebody, somebody pissed your, someone else off. Yeah, but how does that impact your religious your – reli there's nothing I can wear <laughs> I guess that right. impacts <laughs> your religious belief. If you believe – I could wear, like, some apologi counter-apologetics. Oh, I could something. dress up as Christopher Hitchens and convince you that the God isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or you, could, or you could just tell me that. Like, you don't have to dress yeah, up imagine as someone. Like, I, I believed in God, and then it was Halloween, and that guy was dressed as Jesus, and I was super confused – because I thought Jesus was dead. And then I was like, get back. But it wasn't him. And I was so yeah. sad. I, don't, I, I know, really I don't know. Don't know. I just don't know what to do. I really uh, don't know how a costume choice could impact someone's religious belief. That is unreal to me. Like, that's where it gets a little problematic. You know what You know what would have happened if I would have got this email? I would have, I would have, I would have put it right in the spam filter. I'd have right. been like, yeah. I don't even, like, I don't, yeah. like, what you have to say to me, I don't even care. Like, it would have just washed right over me. So I, first off, I don't understand. I mean, I kind of don't understand. I mean, I, I, I in, in some way, I kind of do understand Christ Tacos, uh, fucking his and his wife's 
pushback on this because it is senior leadership talking to the students saying, hey, kids, this is this is what you guys want to do. Just so you know, this is how you celebrate this holiday correctly, kids. You know, and it's treat in my opinion, it's treating kids like kids. It's saying, hey, kids, be this way. These are and as Eli said on our show, he called them babies. These are not kids. These are not kids. These are adults. These These are are, adults. These are these are 18, 19 year old. I say kids because I'm I'm 40 years. I'm 45 years old almost. I can call them kids if I want. Don't you get up my lawn. I had no idea you were that old. I probably need to leave this podcast now. But (laughs) I (laughs) don't don't worry. He'll die before. Yeah, I'll I'll be dead before the end of the podcast. And sometimes they're older. I mean, there are people who are going to be in their mid 20s who are going to. I mean, these are not kids. I think we're coddling them a bit. But I I don't. I mean, whatever this. Like you said, this email sent. I don't have a huge problem with it. it. There was, you know, the funny thing is the blackface incident at Yale that I could find was actually it was in 2007. That was the thing that and I think that's what they're referring to when they say in past years, blah, blah, blah. It's like, all right, it's been eight years. You know, like, is this is it consistently an epidemic? Do we need need an email every year to tell us not to do blackface? (laughs) Right. But but again. Not a huge deal. Like, I don't want to overreact to this email. I think it's fine. I also think, like you were saying, I think the email back is okay. I think it was exceedingly courteous. If you're going to read some of that, then Yeah, uh, we're going to read excerpts from it. We're not going to read the whole thing. We we thought we were going to read the whole thing, but we're not. She talks in the beginning about about, uh, some of the other things, like like how – she, how she comes to these these thoughts from like a, a child a problem child perspective or something because let a me child just say it, right. it's crucial i know we're gonna do what everybody else has done and only read part of it but go i encourage people to read this whole thing because the parts we're skipping are a lot of the parts where it's like okay really respectful like it's laying out a a, a nuanced case for what she's saying, she's and she took time. This is a long ass fucking email. I would never write an email this long. <laughs> never I wouldn't read an no. email this long yeah. either. Like, but, no, but I encourage you to. I want to get to that that point you guys were making before. I would get this as like one of those big corporate long emails. It's like, well, everybody, the holidays are approaching. It's <laughs> like, well, I'm not reading that. Yeah, I don't no, give a fuck. Don't care. I'm not reading that at all. It's like, yeah. as soon as you tell me the fucking leaves are turning colors, I'm like, you've fucking lost all yeah, credibility. Exactly. I have no I'm done. I'm done. Fuck you. I yeah. know what the leaves are doing. Yeah. I'm not paying attention <laughs> to the this seasons shit. are changing. Oh, the leaves are changing. Why didn't somebody at Yale tell me the leaves were going to change? <laughs> yeah. It's fuck it. Well, let me let me read the parts of this that that I care about. Okay. Because I'm selfish. <laughs> Go. I don't wish to trivialize genuine concerns about cultural and personal representation and other challenges to our lived experience in a plural community. What a bitch. I know that <laughs> I know that many <laughs> decent people have proposed guidelines on Halloween costumes from a spirit of avoiding hurt and offense. I laud those goals in yeah. theory as most of us do, but in practice I wonder if we should reflect more transparently as a community on the consequences of an institutional, which is to say bureaucratic and administrative exercise of implied control over college students. To me, that is so important to this email. That is absolutely important. And what she's I think what what is missed in this is that she's not talking to the students here. I think she's talking to the administrative to the Mm. the administration. She's talking to the people who wrote the original email to be like, hey, can we let them figure it out on their own? Right. And I I think, too, she's she's not saying do this, do that. She says, in practice, I wonder if we should reflect. 
that is hardly an admonishment. Yeah. If you're admonishing me by saying, you know, I wonder if maybe we should possibly think about perhaps doing this. <laughs> oh, I can't believe you're exercising control. Wait, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, you just she got says, a serious tongue lashing there. Oh, that my God, a, I'll never yeah. recover. You know, and then... <laughs> And I mean, really, what is she saying in there? I mean, she's she, she's very clear about what she's saying. She's saying, look, you know, maybe the way that we think about this shouldn't come from an institution up yeah, it sh- or, or down, rather. It should come from us at the grassroots level as students deciding, you know, what kind of community we want to grow and foster. That's And she's saying, look, let's have that con- – let's reflect on that. And the way she says it is so obsequious. Let me let me let me read another piece of this because I think this is really important. She says, even if we could agree on how to avoid offense, and I'll note that no one around campus seems overly concerned with the offense taken by religious conservative folks to skin revealing cost- costumes. I wonder, and I am not trying to pr- be provocative here. Is there room anymore for a child or a young person to be a little bit obnoxious, a little bit of inappropriate? or provocative, and yes, offensive. American universities were once a safe space, not only for maturation, but also for a certain regressive or even transgressive experience. Increasingly, it seems that they have become places of censure and prohibition. And the censure and prohibition come from above, not from yourselves. Are we okay with this transfer of power? Have we lost lost faith in the young people's capacity, in your capacity, to exercise self-censure? And through social norming and also in your capacity to ignore and reject things that trouble you, we tend to view this shift in individual and institutional agency as a trade-off between libertarian and liberal views. And I think, you know, in my opinion, I'm right there with her. I'm like, you know what? When I was in college, I was an obnoxious little shit. And it turns out that I eventually learned how to be a less obnoxious little shit. Mildly. Somewhat. Because people had, you know, I, I, I understood the social uh, implications of being an obnoxious little shit. And I right. think that that's what people, you, you need to learn that sort of thing. You don't learn how to be a social creature by being told how to do it. You have to experience it. Yeah, totally. How long did that take you? Because I heard you're in your like fifties or something. <laughs> Early sixties. Thank yeah, you very much. Yeah. No, I, I totally and and she, you know, she's totally right. We don't give a shit what religious conservatives think. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. And yeah. and well, to be fair, I guess the the one distinction you could make is that religious conservatives or sometimes have um, preferences that include limiting what other people are doing. Whereas if you're worried about a costume that's like. Okay, you're dressing as a black person, as an like that's a really yeah. direct attack sure, on that sure. culture. Right. So it's a little bit different than like a oh, you can't show the skin because I'm not allowed to do that in my religion. So a little bit different, but it, I mean it's a fair point, and I think that um, I don't know. I I tend to agree. Here's what I think has happened here: there are costumes that are are genuinely offensive. Definitely, there's stuff sure, sure, that are tasteless sure. that we shouldn't do. There's pain that as white people. We don't really ever experience because we're white. We don't experience the pain of seeing your culture mocked. Well, eh. <laughs> See, we don't experience as being a minority and seeing your culture mocked. I actually have seen white people being mocked plenty. I kind of enjoy it, but sure. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why I digress. But but we don't we don't have that experience. We don't have that. Ex- we, we're represented, and I understand that part. But I think where it goes a little haywire is they start trying to think of like 
every different possible thing that might be offensive. And it just snowballs because no one ever wants to right. say, well, stop trying to think of things that are offensive. Like, stop. Tr- yeah. You know, that just snowballs kind of out of control. And then certain people re- will react to the more corner cases and say, like, well, that's ridiculous. You're going to tell me I can't wear a Bane costume for some reason? Yeah. Is it whatever his yeah. you know race was? I don't know. Is that what it is? I- I don't even know who Bane is, but like, I, I think, <laughs> who's Bane? He's a part of a, like a Batman series. Well, I'll never so. do that. I didn't see it. Either. <laughs> you guys are That's old. Not for me. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, you know, like, I think she makes a, a good point too. Like, look, you can't look to an administration. You can't look from an institution to decide what things offend you. If there are things that offend you, then that needs to be an organic conversation that you as a student body have with each other. Because otherwise you're looking to me. Am I offended? Yes, you're offended. Oh, okay, great. Oh, great. I'll go ahead yeah, and be, I'll offended. be offended. And that puts such an onus on the administration or the institution to decide which are the offensive things and which are the allowable things, yeah. right? Yeah. And she's saying, like, you know, do you really want that from your institutions? Is that is that where the seat of power should come from? And I think that that's a. And she's not even saying yes or no. She's simply raising the question. Yeah, she's not. She's At not. At no yeah. point is she saying this is the answer. She's saying. Well, here are some questions, and like I think uh, the response to this is so yeah, out of the response should maybe just be another letter. Like, well, I mean, yeah. it was. I know they did an open letter, but the open letter was calling for her death. Like, it was basically yeah. like, we need to hang this person. You know, is we need to fire right. this person. We need from to the fire position. them. They need to resign. We, yeah. I want to read one Go more ahead. piece of this before we leave it. Because this is the part that people have problems with. And I want to read the part that everybody has a problem well, with. Well, and I want to add while you're at it, the I was gonna say this earlier, sorry. Uh, the the thing that happened in the media is they just quoted like one sentence. They made it look like she wrote an email that said, that's dumb. Where whatever you want. Like that's <laughs> yeah. what, you know, and this is a long ass fucking email. It's a long email read. that's couched very carefully. And yeah. then it ends with Nicholas says, now she's quoting her mm-hmm. husband here. If you don't like a costume someone is wearing, look away or tell them you are offended. Talk to each other. Free speech and the ability to tolerate offense are the hallmarks of a free and open society. So that's the part that people have problems with. And so I want to make sure that we read that because that's what everybody seems to have an issue with. And I I don't want to be disingenuous here and say that there's nothing in the email that people could find offense. I think that the look away part, like you said earlier, Thomas, you know, if I'm a you know, if I'm a minority, maybe, you know, that that's that's an offensive thing to say, maybe. And it does shift the burden of adjust of like I'm walking around and, you know, like, let's say I'm on the Yale campus and I'm a black person. I'm probably in a major numerical minority. I'm certainly in a power minority. If there's like, you know, I, mean, I don't think this is the case, but if there's like seven people standing over there in KKK costumes, am I going to walk over to them as the only black dude around yeah, and be exactly. like, yeah. I am offended by your incredibly <laughs> racist costume. I would like to engage a debate with you, sirs. Right. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Oh, yes, I would, sir. Right. Let, us, let us have a debate, a spirit yeah. debate while we are on the rowing team. Right, right. You know, it's not going to happen. Later, fisticuffs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the thing is, is that we're picking on all these little things, yep. right? We've been spending, we spent... God, I haven't even looked at the time yet, but we're probably 25 or 30 minutes into this episode already, and we're talking about the things that uh, that we disagree with, right? But I want to start talking about some of the things that we agree with. And the things I agree with Eli with on this are, and I think that that transcend any of the things that we talked about earlier. I don't think that the girl who was shrieking and freaking out inside of that circle 
of people yelling for the guy to resign, saying, who the fuck hired you, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think, one, she's the face of a movement. I think that's inappropriate for people to paint her as the face of some sort of movement. I don't even know what movement that is. But if you're painting her as the face of that movement, I think that's inappropriate. I also – Eli said this. I don't know if this is true, but he said it was – he said it was something that happened, that they doxed this young lady – if they doxed her, that's repugnant. You should never I, – I personally disagree with doxing anyone. Yeah, me too. I think that that's an awful thing to do. Can you can you give clarify when you say doxing, what is the difference – now, when I heard – I thought doxing meant you revealed like their home address and all that stuff like that, like their personal – like where they live and all that. If it's, if it's just like, oh, I know that girl, that's – here's her name like is that doxing or you know the thing is is like like what i see it as is they give out personal information about you now if you're trying to remain anonymous that could just be your name but if you're you know if they if your name is out there or part of your name is out there it could be who you work for it could be who your friends are who your family is you know the problem with doxing and i want to get through this real quick i don't want to spend a lot of time on doxing but there, uh, one of the major things i agree, disagreed with 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 Eli on when he said it was okay to dox someone who made a rape game about anna yeah. sarkazian yeah. i don't think it's ever okay to dox people and it's not that i don't think it's okay to tell their employer that somebody made a sh- like a fucking rape game it's not that i don't think that that's a good thing it's that the public can't control what they do. When yeah. you turn it over to vigilantes, they always go overboard and ruin people's lives in a way that is I absolutely – I couldn't agree more. And it's awful. And they can't control themselves. So they contact people that they knew. They contact their work. They get them fired. They, you know, they harass them. They send them death threats. They send them rape threats. They do awful shit all the time when somebody finds out your personal information. It's repugnant. And so I never, ever, ever agree. And I don't care which side does it. It's repugnant in my opinion. It's it's totally true. I totally agreed when I listened to the episode. I thought the same thing. I thought, yes, if the the one exception, of course, is if something's doing someone's doing something legitimately illegal or violent or threatening. Yeah. Somebody says they're going to kill like 25 people or something. Yeah, you're going to to the authorities. You don't need to publicly try to reveal their whatever. You need to report them to the authorities. And it's what people need to look at is the rule. You can't just say, well, it's okay when I agree with it. It's not okay when I don't agree with it. You need to look at what the rules are. And I know I hate these fucking hackers who go in and hack these sites. Everyone, when Ashley Madison was hacked, everyone was, oh, oh, it serves them right. Oh, it's... No, we're, we want to live in a society where yeah. you can commit, you can do shit online. You can have commerce. You can do, and it, things aren't hacked. That's the law. We want to live in a society where people aren't allowed to just steal your fucking billing info if they don't agree with what you're doing. I also think, too, that there was another one that came out that's even a better instance. It was when the the, the anonymous announced that they had a bunch of KKK people yeah, yeah. that they had. And I thought, first off, how the fuck am I supposed to believe you? You went out of your way to to break into something and do something illegal how do I know you're not just inserting senators in there that fucking don't even deserve to be in yep. there that never had any affiliation? How am I supposed to trust you? I totally How agree. are you a trusted figure? I don't believe you. So when you're doxing these people, I don't I don't give you any credence. I don't right. think anything you say is true. You've already committed a fucking crime. So so for me, doxing is just it's off the table. It's off the table. There's no reason to ever do it. You know, and also I think you know I had made the point in the show about with Eli because I, I I'm kind of 
of two minds on this. You know, on the, on the one hand, as a semi-public figure, I don't know how reasonable it is to expect to never be sort of found out. Sure, so speak, sure. Right? Like, you know, how much how much personal privacy is it reasonable to expect? Uh, and and I don't know the answer to that, but it's it's a question that plagues me on occasion because, you know, the the other side of that is like. You know, somebody could fucking ruin your family. You know what I mean? Like you, like I, I hear what you're saying, and I, I guess it's it's changing my mind as I'm listening to this. I've never been pro doxing, but I was always kind of like, well, I mean, you're fucking. What what right do you have to privacy when you make yourself a public figure? There, you know? There's and a I, whole. Di- we got to talk about what it is, though. If it's a question of just saying this is this person's name, I don't really care about that. If it's a question of here, I dug up their fucking address. That I have yeah, a huge I strongly, problem. strongly huge disagree problem. with that. I like, also disagree with con- you know. In some ways, they're contacting their employer. They're sending them. Totally them death agree threats. with they're, that. Oh, that's you know, they horrible. do. They do awful shit. It's not just one thing. That the problem with doxing is that once you let out one piece of information, yeah. then everybody seizes onto it. You can't control the flow. Then, yeah. So yeah. you let out one piece, and then a bunch of people jump on, and they're like, "Oh well, we know his name is fucking uh, Dave Johnson." So so now I fucking did a search and now I found his fucking address and I called the fucking SWAT team on him or whatever. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? They, yeah. they, they're pranking you. They they're, can they're, fuck with your kids. Fucking yeah, with they can you. fuck they're, with your wife. They call whatever. a bomb right. scare at your fucking your kid's school and right. then they, you know, they, they, they call your wife yeah. on the phone or whatever they do. They find out this information. Just right. letting out one piece of information can be damning. And I think that doxing is an awful. So I'm, I, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I yeah. want to say I don't agree with it. Well, so, one thing they found that did you see the article where someone found, oh, she actually had a hand in hiring the guy? Yeah, I, I saw that, saw too. That. And it's like I, 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 I that to me washes right over me. Yeah, me too. You know, I, I think like, you know, look, she was having a hysterical moment. I don't really care. I watched the video without any context initially. I think the crowd in in effect was was saying that they wanted the senior administration to dictate how yeah. kids could dress. And, and here's the thing that I found I wanted to bring up if you. I encourage people to watch the videos because you, you'll see a guy trying to listen, trying to interact, and then you'll see uh, another woman. Uh, I say woman because I'm not going to call them kids because I don't think they are kids. Um, you'll see another young woman uh, saying that she just demands an apology. She says, "Look, if if you're not going to apologize, I'll just leave because I'm not going to sit and you know I'm not interested in anything but an apology." And I was thinking about that, and it's amazing because she's asking, she's demanding he apologize. For being quoted in this email that was really not a big deal. Like, and, and he says, well, why do I just automatically have to apologize if you demand an apology? Like, I want to think about it. Like, I want to at least hear the reason why you think, and the crowd goes nuts. Like they can't, they're, they're, they're going insane that he even suggests that he shouldn't just immediately apologize. And I just think they're completely in the wrong. And I think that they have a lot more support than Eli let on. And, and the hysterical girl, the hysterical girl has a lot more support than I think Eli let on. Well, I, let, let me, let me talk about that a little bit too, because I, I, I tend to agree that, that there is a, uh, there is a problem where, uh, you know, if somebody demands an apology and they don't receive an apology, that they feel that, that an apology is an entitlement. I am I am offended. You need to apologize. If you have not apologized, then you have not, um, you know, you've not met my demands. You've not met the entitlement demand that that, that I am without even uh, being able making. to talk about it, without even being able to clarify, like, well, wait, what do I? Do? What do you want? No, an no, apology yeah. for, you yeah. must that, apologize. 
So, but I think Eli's there with us. I think to the extent, I think he would agree, Maybe. but I can't speak for him, that, that to the extent that people believe that, to the extent that anybody would say that I, I demand an apology without uh, the benefit of a thoughtful conversation, um, that's problematic. I, I, I don't think, but, but is, that, is that really emblematic of, of what social justice is or social justice oh, stands oh, oh, for? Okay. Or is that really just a symptom of this specific event, right? Because I think you know, he was using point. this specific event to try to branch off into a larger conversation yeah. about about social justice uh, generally. I think that, to be perfectly blunt, this specific event was a shit example to use as the springboard to launch into that larger conversation. Um, and and I wish that we had not done that. Well, I but think... but he did it specifically because he thought people were were you know overreacting to it. Yes. So you're right. Yes, you're right that you that that it's not just about this Yale thing. It's about SJW in general. Uh, and and that that's a good point. But I still would say I think that sh- this group and this this uh, movement, the the open letter had a ton of signatures. Like I think it has more support than just saying, oh, this is just a shitty example of social I agree. justice. I agree. Yeah. I think you're I'm right there with you. I, I think that not only were the were the people who were shouting him down wrong because one, they were not as 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 we were led to believe um, sort of uh, chasing him or down to try right. to figure this out. It, 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 the way it was written, at least in in a couple of articles, specifically the Atlantic article, where they talk about how he was very open to to talking to people and they never bothered to do it. Instead, they decided to circle him in the quad. I think that that's you know I don't I don't agree with that. I don't think that that's the way you have a conversation. Um, and I think that you know the pushback that I'm getting on this on the last episode and the pushback that people get from this, Eli would agree with. And I want to talk about the pushback for a second because I think. I think that people misconstrue Eli's position on this, and I think that that's incorrect. And I want to talk a little bit about that. One of the things that people were really upset about was they were saying that people use trigger warnings and safe spaces to stifle discussion. And Eli said on your show very, very explicitly yep. and on our show very explicitly that that's cowardly and that's childish and that's and you don't get to sit at the big Absolutely. kids table when you do and, that. And furthermore, I the reason I really love Eli and I wanted to have him on among many reasons is he tried to engage a bunch of people. He yes, tried to engage right. a bunch of people that right. he yeah. didn't want to call out because he's like I don't he's very careful. He's like, yes. I don't want to call him out. He tried to engage a bunch of people who just would not debate with him. I called out Gad Saad because I don't like the guy, and I had an example <laughs> of why I don't like him, which we it's probably not worth going into. People can hear it on my show if, if you don't want me to repeat it. Uh, yeah, I called him out, but but Eli was very, very cautious to be respectful but still say, I tried to have a discussion, and yeah. I totally support Eli on that, 100%. Yeah. So and and I think he agrees with us when when that's that's a shitty way to to use these things as a shield. And I don't think anybody's disagreeing. So we want to get that clear. The other thing too is there's a creep people are complaining about the creep of trigger warnings to include things that insinuate PTSD stuff instead of actually if, if doing right. graphic like explicit right. and graphic PTSD stuff. We again and I know Eli would agree, he would dismiss that. He would say that First off, he would say that it doesn't happen very often. Now we got a bunch of emails this week that said it does happen. I read a couple of email. I read a couple articles. I read that Salon article that you talk about on your show, where they talks about where they talk about uh, some trigger warning things and etc. So 
there is probably something like that in, in academia. I know I haven't experienced that. I said people are worried about the trend line. People are worried about the fact that it, it seems to keep getting weirder and weirder yes, with the yes. things we need to be ready. And to Eli's credit, I mean, I think he's convinced me that it doesn't seem to be a big deal. And the minute when it is a big deal, when uh, he's it's, ready it's to fight it. 20, yeah. And, and yeah, so I totally to respect it. that point of view. And I think he made a good point on that. I still think some certain trigger warnings that I've heard sound ridiculous to me, uh, but if if there's something that people need and they really aren't encroaching on yeah. the the education, then that's fine. And but furthermore, if it ever gets to a point where you know professors are fired over the kinds of trigger warnings they give, or they're not quite how it should be, like that's where I would have a problem with and, it too. And Eli, I think, would have a problem with too. it too. I don't yeah, think he that would. that's, that's an issue. exactly look, exactly. Look, you know, I I I, get, I come back to this idea that like this needs to be a conversation that allows for nuance. Like if if we mm-hmm. don't do that, if this is a my side, your side, it's that's meaningless exactly the because this is this is all gray line area. Yeah. The other thing that uh, that somebody sent us this week, they said, just so you know, sometimes when people know that you've had PTSD, they will do things like automatically stay away from trigger things right. for you. And they feel like they're like the person I think said okay, they're wrapping you in cotton. Yeah. So it's like so. So that in that person's opinion, and it's not everybody's opinion, because clearly people can be triggered. So, you know, you want to give people the benefit of the doubt. But in their opinion, they think that it's actually harmful for them to to heal. I'm not going to say that that's a ubiquitous thing, but I'm saying that this person specifically said it. Another thing that someone had a comment about, Eli, they said, um, when that when Eli at the end gave his plea that be on the right side of history, what do you want to fight for? Do you want to fight against Donald Trump or do you want to fight against this this young lady at Yale, et cetera? He was he was sort of running this. The person said, and I'm going to quote, I understood your guests closing remarks to mean that this trivial conversation compared to others we would be having. Uh, this is a trivial com- conversation compared to others we could be having. But to borrow his sentiment about heroes, I didn't realize that there was only one yeah. important conversation yeah. each year. That's fair. And that's very fair. That's, that's a fair, fair bit of criticism. We say that all the time. Yes, you can have different interests in different things based on your, that, you know, your, okay. your energy. That same thing occurred to me. But I will say that I think when it comes to people like Gad and when it comes to people like Christina Hoff Summers and others like that, I think it is an appropriate criticism because Gad Saad all day just posts the same stupid jokes about, oh, if I identified as a woman, then I could say that he, this person was hated women when he was made. It's like all day. That's the kind of crappy post. It's not interesting. <laughs> you don't it's, like this guy. Too. No, I do not. I do not like There are people who use this controversy in order to just gain a measure of notoriety by being yeah. a guy who's on one side. Right. But like. Like, I see this whole set of issues not as one side or another side. I see this as an ongoing conversation that needs to be, yeah. you know, right. navigated. But people stake right? their claims. People stake their claims. And to, to finish what I was saying, um, the, this term regressive left, now that's become the, oh, someone slightly disagrees with my version of right. what it is. Right. You're the regressive. Now it's yep. – because the, the, the major problem which you guys identified, which I was going to say is the major fucking problem with humans is the tribalism. And this is just another way that we've decided to group ourselves. And so what – and here's the problem. People like me are never – I'm never going to be the gad – Sod, where I pick a fucking easy side of it and I say, okay, this is my fucking side. I'm just going to tweet about this 
all day long. Oh, he's gonna, what's next? He identifies as a rock. <laughs> like all, it's not, that's, I'm never gonna do that. I'm never gonna be a one note fucking guy who just says the same thing over and over. I'm gonna try to look, I would do my best to look at all the different issues of it. And that, if there's any solution to this problem, which there isn't, by the way, but if there's any solution, <laughs> it would be that we have to j- just, everybody, I encourage everybody, Look at things case by case. Look at different aspects of the things. Pick out parts where, hey, maybe I agree with this side. I don't agree with the other side and vice versa. Pick it. Don't just pick a fucking side and then everything you get is from the same Breitbart news on this shit. Like get different sources. Do everything you can to make sure you're getting the full picture on on everything. And that's not to say that it's 50-50. I don't think it is. It doesn't have to be 50-50, but it's not 100 to zero. On yeah. a given side, it's not a hundred to fucking zero. That's all I have to say. What I what I want to say uh, specifically is that the main points that Eli hit, the high notes that Eli hit, um, I think I agree with. I don't think that um, you know we should label this girl and dox this girl. I don't think that those things are right. I I think that you know somebody having a bad day and screaming and crying is not somebody who we should say this is this is the example of how a movement acts. Okay, whether or not and and it may be it may be that people think that there is some sort of movement out there that does this sort of thing all the time. And there may be like we like we see on occasion, I'll see these stories where people shout down speakers. They shout down, you know, whether or not there's a speaker out there who wants to speak about something that they disagree with. And then they shout them down. They don't let the person speak and they don't go to the Q&A. Instead, they just yell at them until they stop speaking. That's awful behavior. And I don't think anybody's condoning that behavior. And I know for sure Eli isn't condoning that behavior. And, and, and I think that that's where people are misunderstanding. We got, we got uh, email from people that was rude, right? We got email and we got, we got, uh, we got tweets from Me people too. that was just rude where they were just like, this guy's a liar. This is disgusting, et cetera. You didn't listen to what he said. Right. What he said was, I don't agree with that shit, and I don't think anybody should agree with that shit. We, and I think that Tom and I are right on the same page. I think that, you know, I think that when it comes to being offensive, I'm <laughs> not, I, I think that we are, we are every week offensive. Every single week we are. And if we're not offensive, I don't think we're as funny as we could if be. If we're not offensive, it's probably not a very good show. <laughs> it's probably not a very good <laughs> show, to be very right. blunt. <laughs> that, is, that is something we actively yeah. seek yeah. to do. But we, you know... The thing is, like, I want to talk very specifically about trigger trigger warnings and safe spaces, so I can be very clear on where I'm saying. I I'm pro trigger warnings generally, in a nuanced way. In a, in an, I think I don't know that you right. are entitled to one, but I do think that a trigger warning is a courtesy that you extend if you are, uh, you know, if you have a moment to be aware that this might be something that's going to affect an audience that you participate with. I have, uh, and I'll use an example in my own home. I have a friend of mine who's a combat veteran, to a, a tour in Iraq, a tour in Afghanistan. If my boy is upstairs playing fucking modern, you know, Call of Duty or something, and he's gonna go upstairs in my house, I might stop him and say, "Hey, real quick, just want to let you know, Finn's upstairs playing Call of Duty. I know that game sometimes can bother you or whatever." I would do that because it seems like a courtesy. On the other hand, he's not entitled to it because he's in my house. And if I forget to do it, it doesn't make me a shithead, right? It's simply a courtesy that I would choose to extend because I want to be a compassionate person. But that's the concern a lot of people have. They're worried about the trend. uh, And this is something I worry about, too. We've made it, uh, it, it. We're becoming more and more 
externalizing versus internalizing. It's more and more, no, you you deserve for someone to warn you. You deserve for the school to protect you from these costumes and for whatever. It's like, I think, yeah, while on the one hand, I totally agree with you. Let's be courteous. I would never wear blackface or any offensive costume. Sure, never, I'm not defending yeah. that. <laughs> I mean, I am sitting in a blackface costume right now recording <laughs> Other than that, but no one can see me. It's just right. for me. It's yeah, something sure. I do. No, I, I seriously, oftentimes with these things, I think, well, I never would do that. Like, I'm never, I'm never going to be that asshole. But I also, I don't like where it's the responsibility of some parent, like the university or the government. I don't like where it's their responsibility to say, oh, okay, we need to put a stop to this. I, I think the sentiment of the letter is pretty good where it's like, no, as a society, we can just discourage these things. We don't need a an arbiter to protect right, us, especially right. when you're college age. You know, you're old enough to deal with this kind of yes. thing. And and there again with the caveat that I'm not supporting, like you said, a bunch of people wearing KKK costumes. That's obviously <laughs> an asshole move, a, a totally an asshole move. And I and I, I understand that, goes that but beyond I just, a trigger warning though, and I don't think we even need to say yeah, that, right? Yeah, that goes right. beyond a trigger right. warning. We shouldn't That's just need racist. To say it. <laughs> we shouldn't need to say it, but yeah, we do. Right. Major problem I have with Eli and what he said on my show and your show is he dismissed the safe space debate. By saying, oh, people don't understand. When you say safe space or bully, you totally don't understand the phrase. Here's the definition. I know I'm recapping. I'll be brief because it's people just heard the show. But uh, he said uh, safe space has a very specific definition. It's, it's you know, LGBTQ, you know, places. They need a place where no one's challenging you. You can just talk about your... And we're obviously all for that. I can't imagine not right, being nobody's, for... Nobody's against that. Exactly. Right? Except unless you're fucking no one, like Joshua Feuerstein or something. I, I am all for that kind of safe space, and that really disarmed me on that thing. But here's the thing. There's a major problem with that. That's not the definition of safe spaces. If just today, or, or might have been yesterday, um, Miriam Namazi, and that, that I might be pronouncing incorrectly, let me know. Uh, you know who that is, right? She's a, You're asking this. us to let you know if you're mispronouncing something? <laughs> she sounds <laughs> that sounds the wrong good. fucking show, That bro. sounds fine. Sounds, yeah. sounds good? Yeah, it okay. sounds fine. She, it sounds like, a, she, sounds like an Italian sports car. <laughs> well, <laughs> she's Namazi. somewhat similar. Yeah. She's, <laughs> it's really expensive. It's like a, it's like a $200,000 car. I got my car. Namazi up to 205. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. All of that is 100%. <laughs> <laughs> the, <laughs> So she's you do not you don't know who she, no I never heard of you know who, never, I literally yeah. have no idea who you're talking really? about you're Miriam making someone okay. up aren't you <laughs> this is weird no okay she's like Ion Hersi Ali kind of think of think of that kind she's an ex Muslim female obviously who who's lived under that kind of regime she talks about it and and she gets labeled as an Islamophobe now here's the thing don't before Eli or anyone else wants to say I know Eli said oh I don't support you know causing people to not be able to give speeches, blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing. He accidentally represented two sides of the argument by defining safe spaces the wrong way because he said, I'm pro safe spaces in this definition and people are totally wrong about safe spaces. On the other hand, I'm against this no platforming thing with Miriam Namazi or Ion Hersieli. The problem is she was just, Miriam Namazi was just protested under a safe space um, policy. She was using the the college of uh, Goldsmiths uh, University. They have the student union. I read has this a article. I read space. this article. I, I, yeah, I, I, it's, it happened just now. Yeah. I think she got heckled like crazy by the uh, Muslim 
They shouted her down. Room. They shouted her, shouted her until down she stopped constantly, talking. Constantly. It was horrible. Uh, it, it's, it's, and she really is saying nothing, lest anybody misinterpret who doesn't know her, she's not saying anything Islamophobic. She's saying there are problems with how I was treated under Islam. <laughs> like, she's saying pretty basic stuff about Islam. The secular student group, here's the thing. There's a bunch of different student groups. I don't know if every university is arranged this way. It probably is, I think, most of them. There's a bunch of different student groups. They're all under the, I guess, I don't know, purview of the student union, which has an official safe space policy that they th- say applies to everything in that they do and everything in the university and all the university Twitter, social media. So they, they get, make up these safe space policies that apply to all of that. They set the policy officially. The student union has control over okay. it. You know, it's students. And it's you can look it up. Goldsmith Student Union no, Policy. No, I'm not going to do any research. I want you to explain oh, okay. it to me. So I'm just going to lie and tell you whatever. No. Uh, <laughs> so here's the thing. That applies to everybody. Now, this is the big problem with, with ignoring this safe space problem, which is what I think Eli did. He ignored it by saying we all have the wrong definition. Well, the, the problem is it's being abused because the secular group invites this speaker and the Muslim student group, both of these groups are under the student union's, you know, safe space policy, right? The, the Muslim group says, we, this is an Islamophobe. We can't, we can't even, and she's saying totally reasonable things. They shout her down. She, that's why she was invited. She was invited by one group. Another group goes and attends the talk, disrupts it, fucking ruins it. And and then the you can look it up. The feminist group, the friggin' feminist group of Goldsmiths, posted a statement saying, uh, "Goldsmiths Feminist Society stands in solidarity with Goldsmiths Islamic Society. We support them in condemning the actions of the atheist, secularist, and humanist society, and agree that hosting known Islamophobes at our university creates a climate of hatred." Our Facebook page is designed as a space for us to communicate with our members and their safety is our first priority under the policies set out by our student union. So they're reserving. We reserve the right to remove comments and, po- that, uh, and posts that violate these terms or contribute to the marginalization of students. So the, the feminist society is using that sa- safe space policy in this statement to say what you're doing is not OK. You can't invite this speaker because it violates our safe space. They didn't get to it ahead of time, so they weren't able to cancel it, but they were able to totally ruin it. And then the Goldsmiths Feminist Society was totally able to support the Muslims, the Muslim group that wanted to ruin the okay, entire thing. But I thing think the ruining the- and, the, and the invitation are two separate issues. I, 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 I'm not trying to pick a nip, but I think they're important. The ruining the experience is a separate issue where people behaved badly Right. And they should be criticized for behaving badly. They were rude. That's fucking rude. But it doesn't have anything to do with safe spaces. If you can't get an invitation, if you're shut down from speaking at all because somebody says that, you know, controversial ideas violate a safe space. I find that very problematic. That's not in the spirit of good what public in intellectual world, discourse. What in the world is the difference between not being able to invite her, but then being able to because invite her? Because one has then something it's okay to do with safe if, spaces, and the other one just has o- to do with bad behavior, and they're two separate but issues. But then it's that okay if a group fully, if it's okay if a group fully with the support of the student union completely ruins her ability to give a presentation. And what? How is that any better I, I'm than not just saying not that inviting one is better or worse, so forgive me if I gave that impression. I thought impression. you were. What I'm saying is that one has relevance with regard to safe spaces, and the other one is a separate issue that should be tackled separately. Uh, except it's not because they're using the safe space policy as justification for supporting the, the 
actions of the Muslim uh, Islamic, sorry, the Goldsmith Islamic Society. But they would not They're have been able to that- use the safe space policy. They were they weren't able. Their their goal in using the safe space policy, if I understand correctly, is that 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 to to disinvite the speaker, right? The. It w- I think they just didn't get to it in time is what it sounds like. If they tried to invite her again, I do believe they would prevent her from being able to be invited. And I would and I, I would agree that that is that is a, a I'm improper saying, what use is the of, of difference between that and allowing someone to totally ruin a present? It's the same thing. You could say, oh, OK, we can invite you, but you just can't speak because we'll totally ruin it and not allow you to be able to get up and talk. Like, what is the difference? Well, I, I, I think I think the difference is when when and how and what's the intention of the engagement. Right. I think I, I do think that those are different and relevant questions. I, 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 I disagree with you. So if if I have a policy that says I'm not going to allow controversial speakers onto my campus because controversial speakers make me feel afraid and I'm 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 I'm, I'm a nervous Nelly about it. I'm not going to allow controversial speakers onto my campus that's my policy that's a shit policy like i think that that's a shit policy and it's got to go and and that has nothing to do with the good intentions i think that were part of the safe space conversation we had with eli the conversation we had with eli where safe spaces were defined i think uh you're saying wrongly um safe spaces as defined by Eli made a lot of sense to me. The safe space that you're describing makes no sense to me at all. Exactly. But it's the same term and people use it interchangeably. So I think it's the the main point I want to drive home is that I don't think Eli can simply avoid the issue of safe space by saying, no, everyone's using the word wrong. We got to use it how people are using it. So if Eli is going to just dismiss like, oh, the safe space debate, that's idiotic and there's no such thing as a safe space bully. I actually do think there is such thing as a safe space or bully. It would be not allowing someone to come speak at your university because you're saying it violates your safe space when really all that's happening is an atheist, secular and humanist society wants to have a speaker that they want to have at the university. I think that's bullying. Sure. I agree with you. Yes. Well, then. okay. All right. (laughs) God damn it. All right, then. So it's, at this point, I, I, I think that this is probably going to be its own episode. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's not it's not we're going to be a good know, one. It's not going to be a good one. No. Yeah, um, yeah. But I want to I want to I want to talk about a couple of things before we stop. The first is I want to talk about how bo- bo- we still agree, I think, with the bulk of what Eli had to say, regardless of what kind of disagreements we had with any of the other stuff that he said. Um, I think what what we need to recognize is we really need to recognize the good in what Eli is doing and what other people are doing. Eli is coming from a position of, hey, I don't want to be an asshole. I don't like it when other people are assholes. Here's some things we can do to not be assholes. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And honestly, it's caused him to like he's gotten some facts wrong. He's mixed some things up. He's he's got some some statements and some positions that I don't agree with. But ultimately, this thing to to emphasize what you said, where we demonize him and say like this fucking liar is coming on here trying to ruin our lives. He's trying to steal our safe spaces and trigger warning <laughs> us to death. Like, I feel like he's, he's a microaggressor. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah, he really is. That that part we I think everyone could do with a little more of that, yeah. a little more of recognizing, okay. And, and honestly, that's something I'll go ahead and say, this may be controversial. That's something I think Eli's side of this argument is doing better than the people who are really vigorous on the other side. Sure. The people who are really vigorous on the other side are oftentimes wanting to be assholes yeah. and, and maybe they're right. Some of the time, I'm not saying they're always wrong, but that, I, that worries me more when someone's coming from a place of, 
I want to be an asshole. I want to be offensive. I don't want someone telling me I can't be offensive. Blah, blah, blah. I want to be able to wear black. Like that worries me a little bit more than Eli who's saying like, uh, I don't want you to wear blackface and piss all these people off. Like, yeah. if that's your core position, I have to say I side with Eli's the, the sort of the sentiment behind his core position. I just think the details are a little rough and we can't just pick that as a side and pick teams and then, you know, dismiss everything the other side is saying. That another thing I want to mention too is that this is not really the tenor and spirit of this show. And <laughs> and I want I want to mention yeah. that because it's really not. Right. It's really not. And we got into a discussion that I don't think we need to be in and I don't want to have and I'm kind of done with. Because in my opinion, I'm going to continue doing the things we've done over and over and over again that that make me feel good about what we do. This is a muddy, nuanced conversation that has to be had every single time there's a brand new transgression or whatever. Because you have to approach it differently every time. And there's no bucket of whitewash that we can paint this fence with and say, this is the coat that's going to stay every single time. It's going to be a nuanced conversation every time some of these things come up. Just like you said with the, with the person who was shouted down, uh, with the atheist group, that's a whole new bucket of different than another situation. <laughs> and it's the same, it's going to be the same all the time. And so I don't want to spend all my time on this show talking about these issues. Because I think that every time you've got to go into such great depth, there's way smarter people out there that can have this conversation in a much more quick and convenient way than, than me. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's a good message. The, the message is laziness. I think that's the, yes, what people the, the need to The ultimate message yeah. is I'm too lazy. No, look, <laughs> seriously, <laughs> though. This is the dick joke palace. And is, all of a sudden, is, yeah. we've gotten serious. Yeah. Uh, we've gotten serious for two you know episodes. What? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's inexcusable. I I can't believe you had me on the show. I sincerely apologize. <laughs> I just I, if, yeah. I just if you want to have those conversations, come on my show. Exactly. And next time that's, I come on your show, by smarter people. Yeah, there, there's ah, smarter people out there. Thomas some of your guests of are smarter yeah. people. <laughs> Thomas is, <laughs> Thomas is one of them, and and he does this way better than we do. He's a smart guy, and he has a great podcast. And I think that that this is your this is your forte. This is what you do well. Tom and I, you know, we can play in this field, but we're not, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't where my heart it's, is. It's not where my heart is. Yeah, I just right. don't, I just don't, I don't feel it. And I don't want to, I don't want to keep spending every episode on this. I don't want, because I could, I could, because every, like we yeah. said, every situation is nuanced and every, everything changes all the time. Um, I invited Eli on because I thought he would have some amazing dick jokes. That's why I invited <laughs> Eli on. <laughs> it never ends, and it is the death of comedy. You're totally right. It's the death of a good time. <laughs> but, and, but, you know, some people need to be having that yeah. discussion, and, and it's, it's tough. But I fully respect that. I appreciate you saying that. I think you guys are selling yourselves short a little bit. I, I really enjoy talking to you about these kind of things. We'll just do it on my show. And the next time I come on your show, I'll, I'll, come with a, I'll come with a funny <laughs> topic, <laughs> whatever, whatever a funny topic is. We'll do that next time. That's also Cecil's way of saying, we're fucking done with this, I man. Wanna, I want to do one more thing, though. I want to encourage the people who sent us the, the dumb messages that they fucking hate this guy or that, you know, that, that yeah. they were disgusted with it or whatever. Just think for a second about what's happening. Don't just rush to judgment. And I know that there's going to be people who who send us messages about this that are going to be from the other side, from the far other side, because Eli covered the sort of 
you know, the, the very liberal end of this. Right. And then there's a very conservative sort of end of this that we're going to we're now that we're a little more closer to the middle, I think, on this episode, we're going to get another message from people that are like, you guys got it all wrong. You know, you guys, uh, people get hurt and how dare you, et cetera. We're going to get those messages. Just stop for a second. And think about the nuance of the situation and think about what was said and realize that for the most part, we're probably in agreement. Yeah. So, Thomas, um, we know that you do this much better. What's the podcast that people can find you at that does this much better? <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> I do it. <laughs> I try to do it. Uh, yeah. Atheistically speaking, I really appreciate those kind words from you guys. And, and I think that's a good division of labor. Like, I think you guys do a hell of a fucking hilarious show. And, and it is the death of comedy to have to clarify every Ugh. point and to have, you know, it, it's, it's tough. And I think that's a good division of labor. You know, I, 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 th- I appreciate that. And uh, you can find me at atheistically speaking. I'm, I'm probably going to talk more about this. I'll tell you what, anytime you want to blow off some steam and just, just crack some dick jokes, you let us know. You come oh, on and we'll come just, on, bro. We'll just, we'll just fucking make fun of stuff and it'll be awesome. Thanks. I appreciate it. And I, and when you guys had me on, uh, for Thomas and the Bible the other month, it, it, I really appreciate that. It gave me uh, such a, a good bump. I think people reacted to it really well. And, and it, it's, it's all kinds of fun. And that's the kind of stuff that people can look forward to from us in the future. <laughs> no more of this on your show. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Enough serious. Enough Jesus. serious. <laughs> Thanks for coming on, Thomas. We really appreciate it, man. This was great. Thank you. Pleasure was mine. So that is going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, If you have any questions or concerns or comments, feel free to send them. We're not done talking about it in the sense that, you know, we're done. We're done completely with the topic. If you have uh, egregious errors that you found in what we had to say, feel free to send them. Um, We encourage discussion. What we don't encourage is people being shitty. So if you're going to send us shitty messages, don't bother. But if you're going to want to engage in discussion, we're more than welcome uh, to engage in that discussion with you, you know how to reach us, and we will continue this discussion. We just we just won't be dedicating entire episodes to it in the future. Until next time, until Monday at this point, which is going to be a couple days away, uh, we're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council.